What is up, everybody? Welcome to the Titans Time Podcast, your Tennessee Titans podcast for the Pigskin Podcast Network. I'm your host, Tyler Staggs. We've got a very special show planned for y'all tonight. As you can see, we have a special guest on the Power Hour, finally making an appearance on the show here live. And man, it's it's great to have you on here. Tyler, it's always great to be on the show. Thank you for having me tonight. Oh, yes, for sure. And everyone, to start out, as you know, you got to support the show. One thing you can do to do that is go check out the merch. All you have to do is go to titans-time.myshopify.com slash collections slash all. Yes, I know, everyone. That's a long link. Don't worry. I will go back after the show, add it to the YouTube description. All you'll have to do is copy and paste or click the link. You'll be good to go. Also, Power Hours uh, link to his YouTube, Twitter, everything else. I will go link that in the description as well after we're done. Another way you can support the show is if you're listening to the audio version, which will be up a little bit later, make sure whether it's on Stitcher, Spotify, Apple Podcast, you're following the show, rate it five stars, and leave us some comments and questions. If you're watching on YouTube, if you're in the live chat right now, click out that subscribe button. If it's red, click it. Turn it gray. Turn on the post notifications so you never miss when we upload a video, when we go live like we are now. Turn on, And leave a like on the video. That really helps us a lot. We appreciate it. Share the video, family, friends, any football fans. And leave us a comment. Let us know. We're going to get into Super Bowl predictions here. Let us know who you think is going to take home the Lombardi Trophy. We're going to talk about the Power Hours top 10 moments from this Titans season. I'm sure he's got some good ones planned or wrote down for us that we're going to go over. And, yeah, just looking forward to a great show here. You can also go check out our social medias. I'm going to have them popping up here on the screen. Our Twitter, Titans underscore time. Instagram, Titans time podcast and Facebook Titans Time. And while you're at it, go check out the Power Hour. His Twitter is at the Power Hour 615. TikTok, same thing. He's always putting up videos on TikTok. We have a TikTok as well, but I got to get better about uploading to it. Uh, Power Hour, you're pretty consistent with that. And as I said, I will have the links to all of these in the description because I know there's been times where people have had trouble finding you on YouTube. So we, we got to make sure we get them over there. And y'all go subscribe to the Power Hour. Definitely get you over there and get more people on the channel. But it's pretty easy, guys. Just Power Hour, Tennessee Titans. Yeah, pull that it right up. <laughs> so Power Hour, let's jump right into it. Big game this weekend. Rams, Bengals. I mean, second time ever that the stadium where the Super Bowl is being held, the home, the team that plays in that stadium has made it. And just, we don't have to get into it too deep just yet, but do you think that the home team for that stadium wins it again? I think you have to take some of that into advantage, but when it comes to the Super Bowl, I mean, this is really one of the more high-priced games where you're going to see a different variety of fans. You'll see a half, you know, really a quarter and a quarter of Bengals and 
Rams fans, but at the same mm-hmm. time, you're going to have a whole slew of people that wanted to go see this game, you know, just for the matchup, just for the experience, just for the halftime show, even. Mm-hmm. So really it's more of a neutral site game more than anything, even regardless with it being the Rams home spot. For sure. And I'm just going to tell you, I looked at ticket prices and if you can afford to go to that game, more power to you because even the upper, <laughs> the higher level seats, I was like, uh, that, that, that's a, it's quite a bit. Of, that's pricey. <laughs> It's for the cheapest ticket, I think, right now on StubHub runs about at $8,000 in the nosebleeds. <laughs> and the highest ticket that they have right now that's available on any ticket site, and I think it's sub StubHub as well, it ran about $40,000. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> oh, I Even if the Titans would have made it to the Super Bowl, I could not see giving up that much money i would be cheering them on from my couch and you know maybe they could if they would have made it they would have heard me cheering in la from my couch here in tennessee if they want i would have found a way i would have been on the field as a backup (laughs) dancer for the halftime show if that's what it came to well hey that's what it came to i'll do it i you're gonna have to start putting up dancing videos on tiktok then and maybe they could have got they can get you there when they make it yeah. I'll, have, I'll have to get a little skinnier before I start dancing. <laughs> uh, so we have the Rams who they, they went all in this year. They went and got Matthew Stafford after all those years in Detroit. He's, he's getting a shot now. He's with a team who is willing to put talent around him. They went and got Odell, Von Miller, course they have cooper cup aaron donald jalen ramsey i mean this team is stacked when you really look at them across the board both offense and defense can't forget you know titans did put a whooping on them out in la earlier in the season but uh then you look at the Bengals, who it seems like they have that playoff run going they're they're a hot team right now and no matter how many points they're down by it. You can't count them out in these playoffs. Like looking back against the chiefs when they're down 21, nothing before halftime, I'm like, this game's over. And then all of a sudden turn around and they're making a run back at it. And, you know, may just may see them do that again, this game and come out, give their kicker a chance for that game winning field goal. And he's got some confidence. I mean, he's – I forget, he hasn't missed in the uh, postseason, has he? No, he hasn't. He's been money for them since they drafted him. And, I mean, going back to the Tennessee game, when he got ready to kick that game winning field goal, you know, Joe Burrow said it. He was warming up, doing his practice kicks, and, well, boys, looks like we're going to the AFC championship game. So, if he gets a chance to win it in the Super Bowl – I have a feeling he's going to walk out there with that confidence of, well, boys, we're fixing to be Super Bowl champions. And like you said, you know, he does have confidence. And Evan McPherson, Cincinnati's kicker, is one of the guys that I was looking at in last year's draft. And I felt Tennessee should have took a shot at him because he came out of Florida. He had a really great leg. And I got to see a little bit of his film. And the dude didn't miss. 
he was mm-hmm. kicking about 50 yarders and even a couple 60 yarders and knocking them through. So I like what I saw, but you know, with kickers, you don't have a lot of film. You only have just what's available out there to you. And in some situations, just a few game winners, but you know, confidence wise, I really felt it was a situation where it was a guy that could fill the bill for any team that was looking for a kicker. And they basically had a situation where Cincinnati was going to get this guy no matter what. And he's made a huge difference, especially going forward. He has. I mean, you know, as Titans fans, we've seen what having a uh, bad kicker or a kicker that's not consistent, how that can hurt you. And, you know, it. you, you don't see it all the time, teams going and picking a kicker in the draft. But if there's a guy out there, you got to do what the Bengals done. Go get him. And that can be the biggest difference for you. And it's definitely been a huge difference for the Bengals. You know, when you have an opportunity to add any kind of playmaker on your roster, you go after him. And jumping on the Rams side real quick, as you mentioned, you know, they went after a bunch of key guys, especially as the season is going on. And that's just Stan Kroenke just doing what he's done since he's owned the team and it was still in St. Louis, you know, he's going to go after and go after the big guys, make the big deal like he did moving the team to LA in the first place. Right. And, you know, obviously kind of, kind of jumping away from the Super Bowl, but not really. You look at what the Rams done by going and getting that guy. And it just, it kind of fuels a lot of, uh, Titans fans that are on the side of, okay, Tannehill's got to go. Let's let's make a move. Like, look at what the Rams done. They they went, got Matthew Stafford. Now look where they're at. They're 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 playing in the Super Bowl, but at the same time, it you know that you're you're taking a risk risk there because if you go get a guy, you give up a lot for them you don't make it then you're setting yourself up bad for the years to come and possibly looking at taking more of a rebuild time or something like that and i i do want to ask you do you think this Bengals offense against this Rams defense i mean i know going back to the Titans and Bengals game Titans had 9 sacks the Rams have a really good pass rush as well. And we know Jeffrey Simmons had a a big game against them. You think Aaron Donald has that type of game? I have no doubt about that, especially when you have Von Miller as one of your edge rushers and you've got Jalen Ramsey, arguably the best cornerback in the backfield. You know, the way I see this, this Super Bowl reminds me a lot of the one, the Super Bowl thirty six. You had a stacked offense that the Rams played when they were in St. Louis, which was the greatest show on turf, playing against a young New England Patriots team, which would go on and win that game. So I'm really getting the vibes of that kind of situation right now. You've got an L.A. team that went all in to try and find their guy. Sean McVay felt that they'd be more successful with Matthew Stafford, and it worked. But I'm going to warn Titans fans right now, for every Matthew Stafford deal – there's a Carson Wentz deal right next to it. <laughs> Just because it works for somebody else doesn't mean it's going to work for you. 
that that is true and you know it like you mentioned Aaron Donald he's a he's a force you have Jalen Ramsey best best corner in the game back there Von Miller all these guys and of course you have a certain Bengals offensive lineman who after the Chiefs game was wanting to do some talking like, oh, yeah, what do y'all have to say about the O-line now? Uh, man, all I can say to you is you better go watch some film and make sure you eat your Wheaties, whatever you need to do to get ready for going up against Aaron Donald because <laughs> that man is – he's not the biggest uh, defensive lineman as far as height and everything else, but the dude is just a powerhouse and fast too. So I'm I'm looking forward to seeing how that how the Bengals get their O line ready for slowing down this pass rush of the Rams and also trying to get that run game going. And of course you have a couple of factors on that Bengals offense. Jamar Chase, just when it seems like teams are doing a good job of taking him out of the game, next thing you know, he's he's making a big play. If I'm remembering correctly, against the Chiefs, two plays in a row down near the goal line, Joe Burrow threw that fade route to him. First time, you know, I, I can't remember exactly how it planned out or panned out. I know it was incomplete, but he went right back to it because he liked the matchup. He was going to give Jamar Chase a chance to go up and get it, and that's exactly what he done. And with the Bengals' offensive line, they better not only eat their Wheaties, they better eat their Pop-Tarts, their Egos, their <laughs> cream of wheat. They better have their Nestle Quick. They better get every kind of like fiber and vitamin in that body because they're going to run every kind of scheme at them and give Drill Burrow fits. And that's really how you get to them. The Tennessee Titans basically laid a blueprint out for NFL teams how to put Joe Burrow in just really bad situations. And people have to remember, you know, Cincinnati hung in the game, and I'll give them credit for that. But the thing is, you know, Cincinnati also wasn't making enough plays. Right. And, you know, then, you know, I I know I'm jumping around from one offense to one defense, this and that. But jumping back to the Rams, you have the current, now, offensive player of the year in Cooper Cup. And he's another guy who teams know the Rams are going to try and get him the ball. And no matter how they try and slow him down, they may slow him down for a quarter, they may slow him down for a half, but it is so hard to actually slow him down for an entire game. And... You really wouldn't think that by looking at him. <laughs> no, you wouldn't. But just the sheer athletic ability that he puts out on the field is amazing. I mean, he's almost like a more athletic Wesley Welker. That's really the only player I can like describe him to. But the thing is, you know, also with Cup, you also have Odell Beckham Jr. who's found new life. Mm-hmm. And he's helping this Rams offense. So, you know, it's a tall order for this Bengals secondary that they're going to have to try and close out these two shutout wide receivers. Yeah, and 
one thing I just thought about, and I should have really looked at this, and I'm hoping you may have it in your notes or have had it in your past notes, but I know I believe both offenses had their top tight end go down in the championship games, uh, Tyler Higby for the Rams, and I am blanking on the uh, Bengals tight end at the moment. Um, I know I know who you're talking about, but I think he'll be playing this week. He will be? He will All be. All right. What about uh, Higby? Do you know anything on Higby, him? I th- it may be a game-time decision right now. I haven't had a chance to do a lot of just injury report stuff, but I know Cincinnati's guy will be good to go. All right. That's what I was – I thought that was the case. Um, I mean, it's final game of the year. Uh, it's it's one of those things where you have to – I, I kind of think back to uh, T.O. back in the Super Bowl that the Eagles made it to, like the dude coming back from a broken leg and earlier than he should have and still just putting on an incredible performance. And I know they uh, come up short in that Super Bowl, but you know, it, it coming down to this final game of the year, you really have to suck it up and be like, all right, guys, I'm going to go out there and give it everything I have because you know, this may be the only time we make it here. So I'd also had Dwight Freeney in Super Bowl 44 where he, uh, I believe it was, he tore his ACL and they pumped him full of painkillers and he went out and played. <laughs> that is a, that's another good one then. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that that takes some mental toughness there to, as well as of course the physical toughness. But that mental toughness of knowing, okay, my my ACL is shot, <laughs> and I'm still gonna go out here and do whatever I can to help my team win. I'm not a hundred percent sure if it was his ACL, but I know it was something major with his leg, and he was hurting by the second half. Right. All right. Let's uh let's touch on a couple of these comments right quick. We have my wife watching, says tighten up guys. Then we have Rossi popping in. Rossi. He said wanted to stop in and say tighten up. Rams twenty three, Bengals sixteen. Troy Reader stops Boyd on the one yard line for a win. Bengals hopes and dreams. <laughs> <laughs> and says, yes, he's still salty. Uh, <laughs> and real quick, I, w- I want to say uh, happy belated birthday to you, Rossi. I wanted to make sure you knew that. Yes, happy happy late birthday to you, Rossi. Um, and, you know, even, even after that loss to the Bengals, I, I, I don't know that I can – I could wish that coming up one yard short on them just because I, I, I know the pain that Titans fans feel with that. <laughs> so, and, and I don't even know if that I could wish that on my worst enemy. <laughs> I, I'm a firm believer in karma. So yeah. <laughs> I am going to keep the airways clear on that subject. <laughs> and then he says that he cannot wait to see Donald smash up on Spain. And then we have Titan Pratt. Uh, I'm going to switch over to the iPad to the iPad and watch. We appreciate all y'all watching. Make sure you go out of the live chat, hit that like button, 
So now we can uh, – uh, and Rossi says, thanks, guys. Uh, they just got done seeing a movie, but uh, I just want to see Stafford win him one. And, you know, that will lead us into our uh, predictions here. Who do you think is going to win this game, and what makes you lean that way? Well, I think this year, like in some of the last Super Bowls that we've seen, really in the last three years, it's going to start out slow. And then right about once we get the second half going, I think everybody's going to be a little more settled in, and it's going to be a powder keg that just erupts. So I think you'll see both offenses just – explode i think at that point you'll have a tied game at 31 and we'll go into the second overtime ever in super bowl history the Bengals will win the coin toss and they will win the game 37 to 31 in overtime all right i i like that um as you know as far as everything breaking down it would you know things erupting in the second half going into overtime I mean, last game of the season, we we need a good one to to send us off until next year. And it it's kind of interesting that you think it's really going to erupt like that because I believe, uh, you know, for all uh everyone out there that likes to uh, bet and you know try and win on some money, the over and under for this game is forty eight and a half. So if if you're right about things erupting in the second half, it's going to hit the over easy. And I think that in the last seven Super Bowls, I believe it was, teams have been under the score, the over-under on betting. So change of pace this year if th- things work out like you think. I think with this, with like any team – it's always nerves, you know, you're always anxious. And when the game gets started, you're trying to get your feel out process going. And both these teams are in the same position. You know, you only have maybe a couple of guys on both squads that have been to a Super Bowl, So they know the experience of all that, you know, so really it's a situation of everybody's just trying to calm down, you know, all the pop and glitter is done. Then it's trying to get to work and it's finding your rhythm. And that's what I think is going to be the situation here. Yeah, and so for me, I I have to agree with Rossi. I want to see Matthew Stafford get him one. Um, I think you know Joe Burrow. He he has hopefully. I'm going to say hopefully because don't wish injury or anything like that on any player. He's probably he's got a lot of years in him. I think, and he's going to. I believe probably have several chances to get a ring. Uh, Stafford spent all of his career in Detroit. He's got this chance now to go get him a ring, and I think that that is going to fuel him and help him help bring this Rams team to the championship and you know just get that win. I'm going to go with the Rams. I I think there's going to be more score in this game, too. I think it's going to be Rams 31, Bengals 24. 
So okay. I, I, I think that Stafford is going to, I think Stafford wins uh Super Bowl MVP. I'll throw that out there. And since you have the, uh, the Bengals winning, who do you think will take home that Super Bowl MVP? Do you think it will be Joe Burrow or do you think Jamar Chase puts on a absolute stellar performance and somehow gets it? Well, like you were saying previously, you know, Matthew Stafford, it's a great rebound story, if not the comeback story of the year. But here's the thing with Joe Burrow. He don't care about that. <laughs> and like in this entire playoffs, he's winning. And that's all the kid does is win. And he don't care about next year. This is it. This is now. Matthew Stafford, it's a great story and all, but I'm Joe Burrow. And I'm going to get out there <laughs> and I'm going to slap you around because I'm Joe Burr. And that's what's going to happen. So, you know, great story and all, bro. But Joe Burr in town, <laughs> Joe Burr getting his. So Joe Burr getting the MVP. T. Higgins will have a big night because I don't think a lot – they're preparing for him like the way they are with Jamar Chase. So I see Higgins getting a lot more of the reps. Joe Burr, baby. I've overlooked him twice. I'm not overlooking him here. Can't argue with that logic and whatever – Whatever you want to call him, Joe Burr, Joe Cool, Joe Shisty, Shisty, or whatever it is. I mean, Joe taking dude, that ring. Joe yeah. taking that ring. That's what <laughs> it is. He's got so many nicknames, but the only thing he cares about being called is Super Bowl champion Joe Burrow. <laughs> like, and they may, they may very well get it. And so, with our Super Bowl predictions being out there, it's now time to. Hop into a little segment here, and I do have a bet that I'm going to throw out there. But we're going to jump into our best bet segment presented by DraftKings. And as we, as I mentioned, you know, the, the big game, it's finally here. And in honor of the big game, DraftKings, an official sp- sports betting partner of Super Bowl 56, is giving new customers. 56 to 1 odds on either team. All you have to do is bet just $5 and get $280 in free bets if your team wins. DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in New York, meaning you can bet from almost a third of the country. If Sportsbook isn't available in your state yet, don't worry. You can play DraftKings Daily Fantasy Football Contest for Super Bowl 56. New customers can get a free shot at one million at a one million dollar top prize with their first deposit. It's it's simple. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app, use promo code TPPN, and get fifty six to one odds on either team. Bet just five dollars and get two hundred and eighty dollars in free bets if your team wins. That's promo code TPPN at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of Super Bowl Fifty Six. Must be 21 years or older. Uh, minimum age and location requirements vary by jurisdiction. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for full list of requirements and state-specific responsible gambling resources. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. In Tennessee, call or text the Tennessee red line 1-800-889-9789. In Connecticut, call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat. In New York, call 877-8467-369 or text 467-369. Uh, 
So for this bet, for the Super Bowl, and obviously this is not betting advice for anyone. And if you're a new customer, like I said, use that promo code that you see there, you know, right above us, TPPN. Put $5 down on the money line. If I was a new customer, I would be putting it on the Rams. Power Hour, I don't know if you're a betting man, if you're if you're on DraftKings or not, but it sounds like you would be putting your money on the Bengals. Well, I'll definitely remember, us, I'll remember to use the promo code. Uh, there we go. So I'll, I'll know, use that promo us, code TPPN. So. <laughs> so one of us will be getting $280 in free bets. So, I mean, you can't. You can't go wrong there because then those $280, there's no telling what you can turn that into. But DraftKings, they have some specials out for the Super Bowl. And we know the Bengals like to get Jamar Chase involved however they can. And one bet that I did go put some money down on is they they call it like their dark horse uh, promo. And it's they boosted this, and I believe it's boosted until Sunday to plus one twenty odds. Jamar Chase over three and a half rushing yards. We know how the Bengals like to do those like wide receiver reverses. Uh, we see them try and run it a couple times against the Titans. Jamar Chase is a playmaker. You get the ball in his hands, and he can make a guy miss pretty easy. So you know, I. I personally, like I said, went and put a little money down on that and uh, hoping it pays off for me there. But again, everyone, this is not betting advice. So, and it's good advice. It's very good advice. I'll I'll take that. They, they had another one that I was looking for um, and I couldn't find it, but it was for, um, and I don't want to butcher his name, but uh, McPherson, is that right? The kicker for the Bengals. Yes. They, they have a bet on there for him to, uh, if he makes a 50-plus yarder. And I'm wanting to say the odds were uh, like maybe plus 200 or something like that. i seen that bet, and I've, I've been trying to go back and find it because I'm like, I need to put money on that because I could very well see that happening. Like you mentioned, the dude is, he's been automatic in the postseason. He, he's got all the confidence in the world right now. I, I don't think that the stage is going to be too big for him. And no. against this Rams defense, there's a good chance he'll get a shot at a 50-plus yarder. And that right there is a safe bet. I definitely expect him to get at least a 50 or over a 50-yard field goal, I'd say, in this game. So that'll do it for the best bet segment. Now, Power Hour, I want to get into – Switch back to just talking about the Titans, and I can't believe I didn't mention this at the first of the show. Mike Vrabel, Coach of the Year, what we all, what what all Titans fans thought should happen, would happen. Well, we I guess we weren't sure it would happen because there was talk about so many other coaches. But <laughs> you know, congrats to him, well deserved. I mean, going through ninety one players on the active roster, led the Titans to the number one seed. AFC South champs, 12 and five record. I mean, like the the list goes on and it's just, it's well-deserved for him. So congrats to him. But now I want to get into your top 10 moments from this past season. All right. 
Well, getting to the top 10 ones, I'm going to get into it and try not to spend a lot of, too much time on some of them, but I'll try and move along as quickly as I can, just so I don't start rambling. All right, so my <laughs> first one, we'll start at 10, and 10 would definitely be Julio Jones' first touchdown catch. You know, I felt like just a breath of relief from all Titans fans after it finally happened. It's against Houston, and you kind of got the feeling it was going to happen, and it was just a matter of when. And you finally see him get the catch. A lot of relief, you know. Everybody just finally wanted to see him get that one touchdown under his belt, especially after the one that got robbed in the Seattle game. So going forward, fans definitely just felt a just moment of relief. Uh, number nine would be in the same game, and that would be the Tannehill scramble. And really that just saved the game, especially when it looked like it was starting to unravel quickly. Tannehill rolls out, looks like he's going to be sacked. Sykes everybody out, finds Westbrook, Keenum down the field and throws a clutch pass down and gets them the first down. Oh, right on the money, too. I mean, it you know didn't overthrow him anything. And, you know, that moment right there was a true Houdini act because I have no idea how he was able to escape from that. LaJuan had no idea how he was able to escape from that because – Tannehill uses him to stay up, and LaJuan looks like, oh, shit, I, I can still block <laughs> right now. Uh, but And then going back to your number 10, yes, Julio's touchdown. I was going to ask you, uh, you know, w- which one are we talking about? Are we talking about the one he got robbed of or the one that actually counted? We're, so. we're talking about the one that counted. <laughs> the, the one that counted was the one where everybody's like, oh, thank God. Yeah, <laughs> I agree. <laughs> Uh, so now we can we can move on to your number eight. All right, number eight is basically the entire series with the Indianapolis Colts. And it was really hard just to pick out like individual moments because both those series were just grinding and just exhausting, especially the one at Indy. It just mm-hmm. felt like a slugfest the whole way. There was that insane series of events that happened with A.J. Brown where it looked like the Tennessee Titans ended up having a ball picked off, which it was overturned, and then A.J. Brown catching it for a touchdown, I believe it was a play later. And mm-hmm. that game did end up going into overtime, and it was won right again by the leg of our kiffer, kicker, Randy Bullock. Glad we have him on board. But just the entire series with Indianapolis, I had to put at number eight. So many moments to just pick from that game, but I figured mm-hmm. – it's easier just to put it just at one spot. Uh, I agree, especially like you said, that second game against them. I mean, there's there's so many plays that you can try and pick from that game alone, whether it be Byard's interception in overtime where he just read Wentz where he was going with it. You have uh, Molden getting making a heads up play, getting his pick six. Uh, as you mentioned, AJ's play, Henry playing on a broken foot and picking up a key first down on from a fourth down. <laughs> like, just so many plays. It was really hard to just pick 
it was hard to just even pick <laughs> like a handful because just the entire series were exhausting. It was like just a heavyweight matchup. It was like watching, you know, Muhammad Ali or Sonny Liston just go at it. It was just a consistent fist fight in both of them. So I just picked the whole game for number eight. It was pretty cut and dry right there. But moving on to number seven, and I would be the Derrick Henry run at Buffalo on Monday night where he broke, I think it was a 75-yard run, and it really just kind of just kicked things off in the Titans' favor. I really felt that we just got off to a slow start, and it went until the second quarter where Tennessee just started hitting their rhythm. And hmm. everybody just was counting the Titans out in this game. Everybody was favoring Buffalo. Buffalo's really the Super Bowl favorite at that point in the season. But I felt that that run just – escalated things for the Tennessee Titans favor and for the Buffalo Bills, it was starting to, the slow unraveling of what would be just very disappointment to their season going forward. Yeah, that run, you know, I was there in the crowd for it. One of the times when I'm kicking myself because I'm like, it's the first time I got to see Derrick Henry break a long touchdown run in person. And I'm kicking myself, why did you not have your phone out recording? Like, anytime this man is on the field, he can he can take it for a touchdown. And, you know, that just – that, like you said, it was a slow start that game. And that just really gave the crowd the energy boost that they needed and i think it gave the titans the boost that they needed to know okay we can we can run on this defense because at the time the bills had the number one rush defense uh i believe so yeah that's that's a great moment from this season i i would say that one's in my top 10 as well and getting to number six and it's a bittersweet one but i have to add this one because you know there's light at the end of this tunnel. Basically it was the Cincinnati game and it was the nine sacks, Mm -hmm. but look, Tennessee lost the game. That's understandable, but I want fans to remember this. Tennessee stayed in this game until that bad pick at at basically what was the end of the game. Mm -hmm. So at this point, Tennessee has shown they can match up with anybody throughout the entire season. They matched up with everybody, and really, even the two losses that got out of hand were just losses that got out of hand because they just were they weren't ready for the season in the Arizona game. Let's just be honest with that one. Mm-hmm. And the New England game, they just didn't have the guys. Right. But it's not like Tennessee didn't try to fight and win these games. They were it, in it, a lot of the ones that they lost. Exactly. And, you know, as far as picking out bright spots from – obviously a game that ends your season. When you have your defense show up and play like that and knowing that your defense also kept you in a lot of games this year and even helped seal the wins for a lot of games, like that just, for me personally, that gives me, that that's a lot going forward into next season of, I'm ready to see this defense back out there on the field, just whether it be dominating offensive lines. Obviously hope that our secondary, you know, even improves more this next season. Like I, I'm looking forward to the defense being back out there this next season. And I am too. And that's one of the bright spots, you know, we'll see how the Harold Landry situation goes. 
you know, they return Caleb Farley, they return Rashad Weaver, Mm -hmm. you know, this defense is going to continue to get better, especially with, you know, Jim Schwartz hanging around, which I think he will for another year. You know, this team's got nowhere to go but up. And if their playmakers continue to play that they are, you know, you don't need great quarterback to win a Super Bowl. You know, the 2000 Ravens showed that. That's true. You know, it's very true. It, it depleted Peyton Manning with an elite Denver defense in Super Bowl 50 showed that. Uh, I mean, you bring in all the facts today, Power Hour. <laughs> you got to get ready for next season, guys. And I am all about moving forward. I know people are going to grieve in their own time, and that's fine. Mm-hmm. But like I've been saying, as soon as this game happened, just dust yourself off and let's get going. You can be mad. You right. set mad, you set anger, throw it on the fire, and use it as energy. Uh, that that Michael Jordan or Kobe Bryant mentality of, uh, okay, exactly. you know, this, it, it was a, it, it, it wasn't the result we wanted, but we're going to come back next season better, and we're going to get to our goal. And we'll be playing the Bengals next season. Mm-hmm. So there's not a player in that locker room that doesn't have that game circled on the calendar. And I Agreed. promise you that's going to be prime time. Oh, I NBC I, I, or ESPN's <laughs> grabbing that. Yeah, because it's I believe that game is actually in Nashville as well. So, you know, even there's players with that game, they're going to have that game circled. You know the fans are going to have that game circled to have the stadium rocking again. Like that's they they better have that game on prime time. Oh, it will be. That's I guarantee you. Networks are like drooling over that game, and we'll just see who <laughs> we'll see who fist fights the hardest to get it. That's right. <laughs> but getting back to the top five, and we'll hit number five. And this was AJ Brown's touchdown against the 49ers that basically sealed the win for the Titans in a much win game. And God, that game was horrible. Offensively. I just remember they just looked so stagnant. They looked just depleted. And then halftime hit. I just remember all the message boards and guys, this is why I don't put messages. This is why I don't text or tweet or do anything on game. day. (laughs) I don't want receipts on me because you guys will pull them up and you'll throw them on the board. I don't play that game. I let it play out to the clock hits zero zero and that's it. And that's why I do it because of games like this, the Titans came out in the second half. They found the energy. Tannehill found some motivation and AJ Brown got involved mm-hmm. And that touchdown catch against the 49ers was a huge pivotal play. It, it was. Um, and yeah, that, you know, for if we're at home watching the games, I, because our TV's a little bit behind, obviously, some we have Hulu Live that we watch on, and it, it's behind other people's TVs. So I have to try and stay off of Twitter and also following uh, Titans reporters. You know, they, they put stuff out there. So, you know, there's been several times where I've made the mistake of hopping on Twitter and a play be spoiled for me, and I'm either trying to hide my excitement because I know what I'm what's coming up or I'm trying to hide the fact that I am pissed off because something bad happened. <laughs> but 
you know, like you said, a lot of people put out there with their emotions something, and it get it just gives everybody receipts on them. So I, I try not to play that game either. I try like the only thing you may see me for the most part tweeting out on game days if the Titans score a touchdown. I'm retweeting where they have put whose touchdown it was. Just keep your emotions in check. That's yeah. all you can do at that point. I promise you, if you let it play out, things usually tend to work themselves out. That's true. And that 49ers game, we were we weren't able to be at that game. We were actually up north, uh, visiting my wife's family. And I'm watching it on my phone. And like you said, I'm especially that first half, I'm like, guys, come on, we we have to get it together here. And then coming out, AJ getting involved, that touchdown, uh, all that was just major in changing that game. And I think we'll go ahead and hit number four, and I think everybody will get a laugh out of this one. And it was sweeping the Jaguars, and it's basically not for the reason you think it is. Tennessee's never defeated Urban Meyer, and this is about the closest Tennessee's going to defeat Urban Meyer. So I will hold on to that for the rest of my life. So Mike Vrabel, the student, has become the teacher. I thank you, and you rightfully deserved that Coach of the Year award, and I will name that after you if you keep doing what you're doing, sir. <laughs> oh, that... <laughs> Yeah, that that gives me the laugh that I, I didn't expect tonight. <laughs> so I, I, I like that. I like that. So Tennessee, you can rest assured, you are undefeated against Urban Meyer, <laughs> and that'll never that'll never ever go away. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> But my number three moment, and I was at this game with my wife, and I'll definitely keep this one close to my heart, but it was the Derrick Henry touchdown pass in the end zone. Loved that play. It just really just kind of just set the tone for what the Titans were going to do against the Kansas City Chiefs. You know, a dominating performance and just basically showing the NFL world, you know, don't sleep on the Titans. Exactly. I, I love that play too. Because there, it, you, it's hard to defend for teams because you have Henry back there who you know can, and especially down there, he can run it in very easily. Or now you have to watch out for him for the threat of the pass. And one thing my brother and I kind of joked about that we wanted to see towards the end of the season or even in, or in the playoff game, do that formation, have Henry back there taking the snap, have Foreman next to him, and then bring also Jeffrey Simmons in right there beside him. Because, you know, we, we've seen that practice footage of uh, Jeffrey Simmons. We know he can catch some. Either have him as a lead blocker for somebody or let him slip out and catch a touchdown pass from the king. <laughs> I definitely like to see that more, especially with Tim Kelly helping out with the offense as a senior offensive assistant, which I believe we brought that up when we were on Rossi's show that mm -hmm. they needed to do that. And 
I didn't think Tim Kelly was going to be one of the guys, but surprise, surprise. Yeah. I, I knew that I'd seen some people talk about it whenever, um, the Texans, uh, got rid of him and I didn't know if it would happen or not. And I'm, I'm happy with the move. I, I think that it, it gets Titans fans what they wanted. We now have that guy who can kind of help out on the offensive side, especially the pass game, and, you know, say things with Downing don't – they start out slow again this next year or whatever. You have a guy who is basically an insurance policy. That's a pretty good insurance policy to have, especially yeah. they use that situation with the defense and he got results for it. Exactly. But hit my number two moment, and really this one's another game, and it's the entire Seattle game. I think this was a must-win for Tennessee. Tennessee did not fare well in games on the West Coast, and this was this, especially a game where they had to come out and start swinging because people mm-hmm. were already talking about how bad they performed against Arizona. You know, there was a lot of doubts. Tennessee came out. And it was just a slugfest, a tit-for-tat matchup. Russell Wilson came out and played the best football that he could with what he had. But I'll tell you this. I just saw the fight and the determination in that team. And Vrabel was getting those guys hyped up on the sideline. And, of course, the highlight of the game, Derrick Henry back-stiff-arming Sheldon Richardson (laughs) from the backside for a long touchdown run. And then seeing him slam his helmet in disgust. It was just a thing of beauty. Yeah, because you know that a uh, a defender chasing Henry down, he's he's looking at the situation, and he's like, okay, if I let him get in front of me and I dive at his legs, there's no way he can hit me with that stiff arm. I, I'll be safe. I can possibly make the play and stop him. And then all of a sudden, Derrick Henry with – the disrespect of showing him I can reach back there and still stiff arm you. I'm going to put your face in the dirt and you're, you're going to be on my highlight reel no matter what. And that's going to be a long, long time if that one goes away anytime soon. (laughs) It, it, It will be. And, you know, kind of jumping around, I thought that we were going to see a Bengals player, on that highlight reel because that final drive that the Titans offense did have Henry got his one-on-one with one of the, one of the defensive backs. I don't remember which one it was, but he loaded up for that stiff arm because for some reason that defensive back was coming high at him. And if Henry hadn't have slipped, we probably see that Bengals player on a poster with that stiff arm. And Henry probably would have been gone. Probably, but, you know, it happens. Yep. (laughs) So, now, uh, because that was number two, right? Sorry. Time to get to your top moment. The number one moment, and this was just hands down the easiest one, it was the defensive line stand at the Buffalo game for everything. And when the defense stood their ground and put Josh Allen on the ground 
and ended that game, the world knew that the Tennessee Titans had turned a corner. Mm-hmm. Whether they wanted to admit it or not, this was not your daddy's Tennessee Titans. <laughs> exactly. And not being out, which obviously just kind of kicking this series off of getting different people on to talk about their top 10 moments. I wondered how many people would have that in their top 10 because with, I know we had uh 2021 Titans fan of the year, Stephanie on last week, have you on this week and obviously different moments here and there for both of you. There's some that are the same, but for me, that bills game, that goal line stop on Josh Allen, because he's a big dude. And you have Jeffrey Simmons who was able to push like three guys back, including Josh Allen, and just stop him. And like you said, that was the moment, especially for this defense, where it's like you you don't mess with this defensive line. Like they the determination they have, their strength, how good they are, they're gonna show you, shut you down time and time again in that situation. Because when the Bills got down to that point, I thought, okay, they're going to kick the field goal and we're going to go into overtime. When they went for it, I was like, I I trust our defensive line right here. Like, I I think that they can stop them. And they get the stop. And I, like I said, I think that has to be on my top ten as well. And, I mean, it's it's the one you have to put on there because, to me, it is just a season-defining play. You know, when your defense stands up and as bad as they were last year, to me, that just showed Mike Vrabel made all the right moves to make this defense mm-hmm. successful. John Robinson made all the right moves as the GM to make this defense successful. So their contract extension is very warranted, and I have no doubt they're going to continue what they've been doing till they get to the ultimate goal. And that's bringing the Lombardi Trophy home. Uh, I agree. And, you know, I, I'm ready for them to bring that trophy back so we can all have that big party in Nashville celebrating the team that celebrating the team, John Robinson, Brabel bringing that trophy to Nashville. And I think they're the guys that can get it done. Their contract extensions well deserved. I, I'm kind of interested to know how long those extensions are actually for. Uh, <laughs> I've, I've heard probably, I think on Rossi's show today, he had a 615 podcast on there. And I think one listener said it was about a five-year extension, which that makes sense. It's probably going to be around the realm of about four or five years. And yes, everybody, I'm talking to you. Take all that damn anger energy that you have and quit being mad at Tannehill and put it in the next season. You mad? I'm mad too. Let's go get that damn Super Bowl. Put your energy in that. (laughs) I, I agree. I I want everyone to bring all of that energy to the stadium. Let's have Nissan Stadium absolutely rocking because I know, like you said, you were at the Chiefs game. We were at every home game except for the 49ers. But by far, that playoff game against the Bengals, that was the best that I saw that stadium this past year. I mean, that stadium was absolutely rocking. We couldn't hear when the whistle was being blown early in the game. It 
it was crazy. And I want that energy in the stadium all year long. And I'm going to comment on one of your commenters real quick. And that's from Ducky. He says, we want to go to Super Bowl with Ryan Tannehill. I will support him and cheer him on, but I have my doubts. Ducky, it's all right to have doubts. What you can't be is afraid. You know, it's don't go in afraid or you've already lost. You know, 2022 next season, Tennessee Titan fans have to focus on what we want and get there. That's it. Yep. You can be af- and, you can be a little afraid, but don't be afraid of the moment. And, and I know I've seen uh, people on Twitter uh, and my wife saying here, we got to put the heat under Tanny. And I know some people on Twitter are upset that Tannehill hasn't come out and said anything, talked about the game. But to me, now that I think about it, because we mentioned these names earlier, and I know it's a different sport, but Michael Jordan and Kobe Bryant, those guys, when things didn't go their way, they went, they, and, worked. They went and worked. They they weren't out here talking this or that. And, I mean, I know going into the playoffs and everything, getting the number one mm-hmm. seed, you kept saying it. The line from Kobe Bryant, job's not finished. And that could very well be the mentality that Tannehill is taking into this offseason. Like, he knows he made a mistake. He knows that he could have played better that game. It wasn't his best game. He can take that into this offseason and put in the work. And, you know, I told you earlier, regular season, I I completely trust him. Postseason, I want him to show me something. Like, prove me wrong. I I would be one of the people who, if he proves me wrong in the postseason and leads this team to a Super Bowl, I will give him all the credit that he deserves. Like, you know, I'm, I'm not going to hold it against him if he's had some bad games and he goes and proves me wrong. No matter what, he's on this team. Support him. He's going to come back. He's going to put in the work. And that's what he's doing right now. He's not going and saying, okay, guys, let's keep, you know, it's weeks later. Let's keep reflecting on this. Y'all, y'all come, y'all come at me. Tell me what I did wrong. Like, no, he, he knows he's probably even seeing all the Twitter mentions and he's just in the lab working. And I'll take it a step further. I'll look at John Robinson and I'm going to tell him, I need you to build around him. I need you to put the weapons around Tannehill that are necessary to make him successful. If we need a better offensive line, then let's retool it. Let's get better. If we need quicker receivers, if we need more athletic receivers, let's go out and get them. If we need to find a running back that can catch in the backfield and turn it into a 60-yard play, let's find him and get him. If we need to find a kickoff return guy or a punt return guy to get us better field position, let's go get him, damn it. Whatever it takes. (laughs) You want the Super Bowl? Let's do it the right way. We know how to get there. Let's finish the job. Couldn't have said it any better. And everyone, if you're just now joining, I've got all of his uh, information up there on the screen. Make sure to go check out Power Hour on Twitter, YouTube, TikTok. Uh, Like I said, I've got his Twitter pulled up there. I'll repeat it for anyone who's listening to the audio version of the podcast later on. His Twitter is at the Power Hour 615. You can find him on YouTube, The Power Hour. TikTok is at The Power Hour 615. Again, all those 
whether you're listening to the audio version or watching on YouTube later on, I'll have the links in the description so you can find him easy. Go give him a follow. Go subscribe to him on YouTube. He's always putting out great, great content. I'll be honest, man, since, you know, meeting you, becoming friends with you, as far as all around football knowledge and knowledge around the league, you put in the work. Uh, I mean, you, you're able to give, you're able to give answers on pretty much anything. And even if you don't know it right then, you'll go digging and you'll find the answer. You'll do research and just, you, you put out great content, man. And more people need to go check you out. I appreciate that, Tyler. Thank you for having me on. And, you know, my best regards to your wife and your newborn. I hope they're doing well as you are. Uh, they are, and we are. She's just growing like a weed. I'm, I'm needing time to slow down some. <laughs> it's gonna, it's just gonna pick up. That's all yeah, it I, <laughs> Enjoy that, it. That, that's what I'm afraid of a little bit. But yeah, I'm just, I'm soaking up every moment. And Power Hour, I think that's all I got. I appreciate you coming on. Uh, definitely you, gonna have you on more this off season. I mean, so much to talk about. The draft's coming up. I know you're putting in work. You, you've probably been watching all, film on every draft prospect <laughs> there is. Uh, Here and there. <laughs> yeah. Here and there. So we will definitely have you on the show again. And everyone, this has been Titans Time. And as always, tighten up. <laughs>